You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke and Cameron Parker of Predominantly Orange, your daily Broncos podcast. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Broncos podcast, your daily bite-sized podcast here at the Locked On NFL Network, giving you the best news, coverage, and insight into all things Broncos-related. I'm your host, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst and Broncos insider for the Locked On NFL Network. You guys can catch me over there on Twitter, at Cody Rourke. NFL, also CodyRourkeNFL.com. We have some video features, a really in-depth breakdown of this weekend's day one, day two of the Broncos draft. Some highlights on that. Very excited about what we have in store this week, covering the whole entire NFL and your weekly Broncos features as well. Don't forget, we are your daily bite-sized podcast, and we got a lot to talk about on today's episode of the show. So in segment number one, I think we should talk about recapping the draft weekend. Who are the Broncos selections after day two? The Broncos added some depth and some key pieces. We're going to analyze what those players Players may bring to the table. Can they contribute right away? It definitely is something that we got to keep an eye on. And we're also going to take a look at segment number two. We're going to talk with Broncos country who gives their grade overall based on the Broncos draft. What are they going to give the Broncos? Are they going to give them an A? Are they going to give them a B? Give them a C? So on and so forth. Broncos country provides us with their grades of the Broncos 2019 draft and we give our scoop on that as well. And then in segment number three, we're going to take a look at some possible impact sleepers, some drafted players, which ones can make an impact right away, and obviously undrafted free agents. The Broncos have had a variety of success with undrafted free agents. Who are the latest players that could possibly make a big splash and make the Broncos 53-man roster in 2019? Well, that's what we're going to discuss here on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. So let's get right into it with our draft weekend recap. Starting off with the round one pick at pick number 20, the Broncos selected Noah Fant from Iowa. We are he talked about him earlier this weekend, recapping the first part of the draft. Definitely a big, big weapon for the Broncos and Joe Flacco to utilize as a tight end and mismatch opportunities, being able to line him up outside in the slot inside. He's going to be used in a role that we've seen George Kittle for the 49ers utilized in. And that's one thing that I think if you guys want to have a little bit of excitement of maybe what to expect, maybe not in terms of production necessarily, because Noah Fan still has to go in and compete at training camp for the starting job, but based on his athleticism, and his talent alone, when you compare that loop-to-loop next to George Kittle on film, it definitely gives you some excitement to see what could possibly be with Noah Fant. Can the Broncos finally have their big playmaking tight end? He is a good addition for them. And then obviously the Broncos made some big noise in round number two. First off, selecting Dalton Reisner from Kansas State, and he's going to be a guy that comes in right away and plays on that offensive line for the Broncos. And more than likely, I think we're going to see him beat out Elijah Wilkinson for that right guard spot. It depends, really. I mean, at this point, I don't think anybody knows right now if the Broncos plan to keep Connor McGovern at center or move him back to right guard and then also have Dalton Reisner play at center. I, I'm not sure yet, but Dalton Reisner can play guard. He could play center. He could play tackle. He's multi-versatile 
and he's a guy that's mean and nasty on that offensive line, something that the Broncos have wanted to have for a long time. They haven't had that in a while. They want to get back to being nasty, and I know if you're Philip Lindsay or if you're Royce Freeman right now, you're very excited about what he can do because he does open up holes and create space, and he can get to the next level and attack those linebackers in the second level. I'm very excited to see what Dalton Reisner can do in a Broncos uniform. And then obviously the pick right afterwards, pick number 42, consecutive picks in a row for the Broncos, Drew Locke from Missouri. The talk of the whole entire offseason in in terms of the draft, Broncos country was high on Drew Locke. John Elway liked Drew Locke, but at this point, you know, the expectation was from a lot of people in Broncos country, well, the Broncos are going to go Drew Locke with pick number 10. That was not the case because they have other needs that they needed to fill. Now, luckily for the Broncos, Drew Locke fell to them at 42. There were some other teams. Green Bay was a team that was interested in them as alongside the Oakland Raiders were interested in obtaining Drew Locke. So the Broncos had a trade ahead to get ahead of those teams and get it. But now the Broncos possibly have the quarterback of the future. I spoke about it on CodyRourkeNFL.com and our Broncos featured that Broncos country needs to be patient with this and not expect or not even hope that Drew Locke can come in in 2019 and play right away. This is Joe Flacco's team for right now. It's his team right now under under center for the quarterback. If he has an incomplete pass or he throws an interception, Broncos country has to be patient. If they really want Drew Locke to be the quarterback of the future, they want him to succeed. They've got to be patient and they have to let him develop and work on some of those tools that he needs to correct in his game, going through reads, obviously being able to work under center, something he hasn't done in college football. So it's going to be a new kind of thing for him, especially with how tall and big defensive linemen are. He's going to have to get used to that. And, you know, with Coach Scandrillo teaching him and instructing him and working with him, you've got a great formula right there. So Drew Locke, if Broncos country really wants him to be successful, they really want him to be the quarterback of the future, please be patient. He will get his time when it's all said and done. And the expectation from John Elway is he wants to look at this situation like what Brett Favre had with Aaron Rodgers as his backup. And eventually, whenever Joe Flacco is done, Drew Locke will hopefully be ready by that time to take over the reins and be the Broncos quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. And I know Broncos country is excited at the thought of that. And I think this is a better pickup for the Broncos, honestly, than Paxton Lynch. Drew Locke as a quarterback is much better than Paxton Lynch ever was. So expectations versus reality. Drew Locke, let him develop and let's see what he can do. We're going to see him in preseason. It's going to be a fun thing to watch as well. And then we're going to go to round three for the Broncos pick. And they picked up defensive tackle Jermont Jones. And if you guys have watched film on Jones. I mean, he is a guy that can do anything on the interior of that defensive line. He can play as a nose. He can play as a defensive end. He can move inside and outside. And the reason that the Broncos drafted him is because of how explosive and how strong his hands are at his initial attack at the point of contact, being able to swipe down the hands of an offensive lineman and pass rush and get to the quarterback is very, very unprecedented. You know, if you take a look at comparisons, if you want to kind of come up with an idea, maybe what Dremont Jones can transform into, you know, the only guy I can think of in, in terms of Broncos history right now is a guy by the name of Malik Jackson. I think Jones has all the tools and all the capability of being able to come in and compete, and I think he can play right away in 2019. So we'll talk a little bit about that more a little bit later as the show goes on, but definitely a good addition for the Broncos defensive line room. Coach Bill Collar is going to have another guy to work with, and very excited to see what they're going to do with this defensive line with Shelby Harris, Zach Kerr, Derek Wolf, and now Jermont Jones, who's definitely going to be a big pickup, pun intended, as a defensive line. He's very agile, too. Versatile, can strike across the line of scrimmage, can shoot through a gap really quickly and cause havoc. And that's what the Broncos want on that defensive line to get back to being a dominant run-stopping and also pass-stopping defense. It starts with the run. You shut the run down. You force them to pass. You have a good secondary. Well, 
you know, the rest is history. We saw the Broncos have success with that in 2015. So Jermont Jones, Ohio State, a big pickup for the Broncos in round number three. And round number five, this is going to be an interesting pick for the Broncos too. And I like the move. I like it a lot. Justin Hollins, initially an edge rusher at the University of Oregon. Now here's the deal. When John Elway and Broncos company, they were down there in Eugene, Oregon, watching Justin Herbert, scouting Justin Herbert. Another Justin caught their eye, and that is Justin Hollins. Very versatile guy, very fast. Ran a 4-5, 40-yard dash at the NFL Combine. He's got speed, and he's got power off the edge in terms of you need a backup, you need a guy to replace Shaquille Barrett. Well, you know, that could be a plan. He could play outside linebacker. That's where he played, but Coach Fangio and the Broncos, they're going to try him out as well as inside linebacker. I mean, with 4-5 speed, he can convert him into an inside backer. And, and you know, here's one thing I'm interested in seeing is what Coach Fangio can do with a guy like Justin Hollins, maybe convert him into a type of guy that Roquan Smith was. We know Roquan Smith, a very fast guy, very, very athletic player that could play inside he could play on the outside on the edge and exactly that's what coach Fangio plans on doing with Justin Hollins and look for him to be a guy that also plays a lot this year for the Broncos a round five pickup that could contribute immediately and it's going to be fun to see his transformation and see kind of where he ends up there but then round number six the Broncos final pick in the NFL draft a local guy Juwan Winfrey wide receiver out of Colorado and this was kind of a a head scratcher pick according to a lot of people in Broncos country not sure about it he was injured last season but Juwan Winfrey has some tools and some intangibles where I believe he can maybe be a special teams contributor but obviously being a six-round pick the odds are stacked against you if you're a six-round your later round pick as well as an undrafted free agent but Juwan Winfrey has a guy in my opinion that could maybe develop with Coach Azani behind Emmanuel Sanders behind Deshaun Hamilton behind Cortland Sutton in this receiving core that they already have it's very very talented and stout Jawan Winfrey can be another local guy that really does come onto the scene he gets an opportunity in the sixth round definitely fighting some adversity overcoming an injury and that's one thing that you know I think having uh you know a guy like Philip Lindsay a guy you played with a, a former teammate who's now your teammate now with the Broncos he's going to be a very very vocal and very instrumental in Jawan Winfrey in terms of finding confidence helping him walk through the process of what it's like transitioning from the college game to the professional game but yeah we're going to get into segment number two here in just a moment. We're going to talk about some of the undrafted free agents that the Broncos have picked up. Who are some players that could possibly be some sleeper impact players in 2019? We're going to talk about that towards the end of the show here tonight. Next segment, we're going to be talking about Broncos country. We're going to hear from them on what they give the Broncos in terms of a grade for the NFL draft. But before we get into the next segment, I want to tell you guys about Body Armor Sports Drink. It is the go-to every single day for the Locked On Broncos podcast. I'm with it every single day. Coconut Light, Orange Mango, and I just had the Fruit Punch Body Armor Sports Drink, and it was fantastic. I'm telling you, if you guys need a really good alternative that helps you stay hydrated and that keeps you in the game, Body Armor Sports Drink is the one for you. Compared to Gatorade, Gatorade features a lot of sodium-based electrolytes rather than what Body Armor Sports Drink does. Coconut water, which leads to potassium-based electrolytes, which keeps you fresh, it keeps you in the game, and it doesn't slow you down. It is the number one sports drink on the market. Is my go-to. You guys can pick it up at your local King Supers, Walmart, Walgreens, wherever you get your beverages, Body Armor Sports Drink with a variety of flavors. Go to your local store today, grab one, and tell me what you think about it. Tell me which one you had and which one is your favorite. I look forward to hearing from all the responses, and we're going to get to segment number two in just a second. 
We are back here for our Broncos thought of the day, and we asked Broncos country, what is your honest evaluation and final grade for the Broncos 2019 draft? And Broncos country answered the bell, as always. My man Tim Wynn starting things off. He gives the Broncos draft an A grade. He says, filled major needs with stud players, only not an A plus since they didn't fill the middle linebacker spot. Now, I don't quite agree with that because here, everybody's saying the Broncos have holes at inside linebacker and they need to fix it. I beg to differ. A Broncos source that I spoke to said the Broncos don't view middle linebacker as a hole on the team. It's not an area where there's a hole they consider. They believe that Todd Davis and Josie Jewell are two players that have tools that can be useful in the Broncos defensive scheme. But also I want you guys to consider the Broncos pickup in Justin Hollins as well. He will learn inside linebacker. We talked about him a little bit earlier in segment number one being a very, very big pickup for the Broncos. But the thing with Justin Hollins is with 4-5 speed, Coach Fangio wants to transform him into a player that not only knows edge, but knows inside linebacker. That is so key essential here, especially with the fifth round pickup where the Broncos view Justin Hollins as the potential guy that can have a major, major role on this defense in 2019. Now, let me give you a little history lesson here. We're going to go back and compare Justin Hollins to Leonard Floyd. We're also going to compare him to Roquan Smith. Now, when the Bears had drafted Roquan Smith last year, he was an inside backer at Georgia. During training camp, they had him learn edge as well. So you're going to see Justin Hollins as an edge rusher learn interior linebacking. He's going to be able to cover. He's got 4-5 speed to be able to cover sideline to sideline. That is one thing the Broncos want to mold him as, as a guy that can do it all. So look for Hollins to be a major, major piece in this Broncos defense. If not this year, look for him in the next year. I do believe he's going to provide some special teams value there as well. But, you know, the Broncos source that I talked to said the Broncos organization is very, very excited excited about Justin Hollins and the linebackers that they already have inside the linebacking room going alongside Joe Jones, Todd Davis, and Josie Jules. So keep an eye on that. Justin Yates gives it an A grade. My man Mark Louise gives it an A++. Dustin Gale follows that up with A++++. Now, here's my thing. I'm going to give you guys my grade right now. I'm going to grade the Broncos draft. I think, you know, I don't want to be too high because I don't want to sound like I'm biased because I'm not. I'm very, very objective with it. But I believe the Broncos had a really good draft. I'm going to give them an A- minus grade. And I, I think they did everything they can. I think they addressed major positions. I think they added a very, very talented tight end weapon. They added what they needed offensively for that offensive line. They added a quarterback of the future. They added a defensive tackle. I'm going to give them an A- minus just to be on the safe side because I, I don't believe that in the NFL you can get an A-plus draft. I just don't think that's possible. Possible. Bulgarian 27.9 says A minus. Filled every need but inside linebacker. I already addressed that a little bit. Although it seems they have a plan for Hollins. Got a cornerstone O lineman, franchise tight end, and a potential franchise quarterback. Pass rushing defensive tackle in Jermont Jones and Harris is still with the team. That situation looks very very salvageable. And rightfully so, John Elway wants to speak with Chris Harris Jr. in person, and this can be a little interesting seeing the game of back and forth. Obviously, you have to play phone tag with the agent first, but John Elway wants to meet with Chris Harris Jr. in person to clear the air to talk about it, and if I believe that that happens, I believe the Broncos and Chris Harris Jr. will come to an agreement. Now, like I said over the weekend, I exchanged several messages with Chris Harris Jr. He wants to stay in Denver, but he also doesn't want to be played. He doesn't want to have his value be overlooked, and rightfully so we talked about guys like Tremaine Johnson and and Josh Norman compared to Chris Harris Jr. 
Jr., they can't hold the candle to it. Now, Tremaine Johnson changed the cornerback market by having a really good year in L.A. and then getting paid a lot of money by the New York Jets, and he did not follow it up with a good performance. So when you influence the market in a negative way, the way that Tremaine Johnson has, this is a definitely a, a big angle for Chris Harris Jr. He, he looks at what he's done in his career. He's done more than Tremaine Johnson has done, and that's a big, big factor in terms of what he's looking for in a contract. He wants to feel the love, and, and look, Chris Harris Jr., I strongly believe in 2019 and beyond, I believe the Broncos will come to terms with him, and I believe they will give him a contract extension to keep him as a Bronco for life. Every move that they've made so far, not going with a cornerback in the NFL draft. Sure, you have some undrafted free agent cornerbacks that you, you know, you're going to bring in for camp, but that doesn't mean anything at this point. Those guys are going to be camp bodies coming in trying to make an NFL roster, but none of those guys are replacing Chris Harris Jr. The Broncos are better with Chris Harris Jr., and that is the plan for them going forward is to try to bring Chris Harris Jr. back full term. And then we're going to continue on here. My man Kel Sorbo says it appears to be a good draft on paper, but I'm not a fan of evaluating just the draft. Needs to be looked at as part of the offseason acquisitions as a whole. That being said, the team is better now than they were a year ago and have real hope at positions that have been problems. He gives it a B grade. And I believe that everybody should factor in grades based on free agency and the NFL draft and the moves that they have made. And if I had to do that, I would give them an A minus still. I'm going to stick it in A minus on paper. We still have to see how things translate onto the playing field. So that's going to be a fun thing to watch in 2019. We're going to talk a little bit about some of these underrated guys that we believe can be sleepers for the team in 2019 next season, ready to make an impact right away, whether it be on offense, whether it be defense or special teams. Gary 048 says, I've been very hard on Elway, particularly with his drafting. I honestly can't disagree with any trade or pick that he made. I thought it was as solid as a draft as he's ever had and as solid of a draft as any other team this year. Too early to really tell, but it's promising. And I would say that's a very common consensus amongst Broncos country right here. I I absolutely agree, Garrett. And then we have Shelby Huffman. She says, A, lots of first round talent come to the mile high, address needs, added depth. I can agree with that. Keatstone DB, honest opinion is an A. Fantastic value picks and maybe one reach out of six picks, which was the last pick for us, and he's talking about Juwan Winfrey. And then we got at Canna NDL, B+. Address needs with the best available at appropriate spots in the draft. I like the first three. They're the key to the future. Alex Harmon NFL says A-. You turned pick 10 into a franchise tight end and top quarterback prospect. Added a top 50 player for the offensive line. You did a good job rounding out depth late in the draft. Would have liked to see them add a defensive backer and inside linebacker the picks they traded away to move up and acquire Watson. And then we got Corey Throne. If we would have drafted Mac Wilson would have been one of the best of the classes ever. Okay, all right. I believe he went right before the Broncos' last pick or the uh, Justin Hollins pick. He went right before that. And then we got just a teacher, Jedi Hunter 15, says solid B plus until we see Locke and three players on the field. My inner fan says A plus, 16 and 0. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a nice world for all of us in Broncos country? I agree. Timothy Pierce says B. Reisner and Jones were fantastic picks. Fant and Locke have a lot of potential. And then Denver bet on athleticism in the fifth and sixth rounds. And it's not a bad gamble at this point. Joey Kennedy says, B+. All in all, I cannot believe we ended up with the best pass-catching tight end, the most versatile and number 8 offensive line prospect, and the apple of John Elway's quarterback eye, and a bidding star on Jones on the defensive line after a few stinkers. Elway has crushed these last two drafts. I would say that John Elway in the front office have done a very phenomenal job with these last two drafts. Now, when we look at it on paper, now 2018 panned out for the Broncos really well. Which guys will pan out from the 2019 draft? 
Health. We're going to talk about that in segment number three coming up in just a moment. But I'm going to get through a couple more responses here because we had a lot of responses from Broncos country. My man, Bo Vice, B plus, very win now draft with pieces for the future of a young core. Mr. Joshua 97, A minus. Nick Maloney, A minus. I wish we would trade it back into the late first just to get locked just for the fifth year option. If it sits one or two years, would have an extra year of a quarterback on a rookie deal. Besides that, I think it was a great draft. And then we got Dan Phillips, B. Not a huge fan of taking tight end in the first, but he's definitely a stud. Hate the lock pick, but I hope I'm wrong. And I'm going to assume Cravens goes to inside linebacker since it wasn't addressed in the draft level the value of Reisner, Jones, and Hollins. I think that Hollins will play a major role in the interior. You know, I, I don't know about Sua Cravens. I don't know what their plan is, especially if they have Kareem Jackson going and learning and playing a little bit of safety. Nick Collins says, A, I really don't see any questionable pickups this year. The quick maneuver to draft lock right after drafting Dalton Reisner was ultimately impressive. Caleb Dennis, B+, plus simply because they trade away two picks that I don't think they should have traded. And that's an interesting one because those two picks that they kind of traded away gave them an opportunity to get some very valuable players before some other teams could have taken them off the board here. And then A.J. Bronco, A. Elway did a great job. And I think the Broncos did a good job, but we'll have to take a look at it and see how it remains to be seen once these players get on the field in training camp, preseason, and as well as the regular season, which guys are going to fight for the roster. We're going to talk about that in segment number three. But before we get to that, guess what? The Nuggets won the first round playoff series against the San Antonio Spurs, and they kick off action tonight in round two of the NBA playoffs, hosting the Portland Trailblazers at the Pepsi Center. So load up the can, listen to Locked On Nuggets after you're done listening to Locked On Broncos podcast. Denver Sports is a very, very exciting time right now, and Adam Ades of Locked On Nuggets has you covered. All right, we're jumping into our final segment here on tonight's show. We're going to go through a list of the Broncos' undrafted free agents that they picked up following the conclusion of the NFL draft and maybe take a little bit of a look at some of the sleeper players that we could see from this draft class that could play an impact on the Broncos in 2019. And let's start off with the first one. They they got Ahmad Goodman out of Sanford College, an edge rusher, six foot two, 245 pound. He's going to be a guy that comes in for rookie minicamp. They're going to see what these guys can do, what kind of plug-and-play positions it could be, could they be a special teams value guy? Remains to be seen. Joe Deneen from Kansas played inside linebacker, six foot two, two thirty-five pound guy. You know, more of a guy that reminds me a little bit of Josie Jewell, but more likely just a camp body. Now, this next one that I'm going to go over, I think, is a little interesting because the Broncos had added him, and I'm surprised. You know, a lot of people are saying, "Well, the Broncos should draft a you know developmental quarterback late, late in the NFL draft." That was from a couple of months ago. But a guy that is staying as a Bronco is Brett Ripien, quarterback from Boise. State. Now, this becomes a little interesting. You have Garrett Grayson on the roster, Kevin Hogan, Drew Locke, and Joe Flacco. The Broncos want to keep four quarterbacks in that room at first. So, you know, the way that I view it, I think that, you know, more than likely Garrett Grayson is on his way out the door. Maybe the Broncos, I just don't see a scenario where the Broncos will keep. I think they'll keep three quarterbacks on the roster, but I just don't see a scenario where they get rid of a guy like Kevin Hogan, who is a veteran in the NFL, and, and keeping you know two rookies. You know, Drew Locke, obviously a guy that's going to stay on the roster, quarterback of the future, in play for him. But then with Brett Ripey, and I'm eager to see what they do with him here because he could be a developmental guy that becomes to the point when you know, let's say Joe Flacco retires, Drew Locke takes over. Ripien could be the long-term backup for the Broncos there, and if they can develop him under this coaching staff, then maybe 
you know, if that situation ever happens, they do have a guy in case their quarterback of the future ever goes down, gets injured, whatever could happen in the NFL. I mean, we, you know, nothing surprises me anymore these days. So Brett Ripien, out of all the pickups in the undrafted free agents, might be the most interesting one there. And then we're going to go with the local guy, long snapper Jacob Bobenmeyer from Northern Colorado from UNC. You know, Casey Kreider, Pro Bowl guy, back on another deal. I don't know exactly what another long snapper will be like. It'll be interesting to see because Casey Kreider is the guy. I mean, he went to the Pro Bowl. The Broncos love him and fans love him. I mean, he's definitely a laid back guy and he's done a really good job there. And then West Georgia running back Devontae Jackson. He's a guy that's going to come in as a camp body. More than likely, you won't see him do much at five foot eight. You know, another smaller guy could the Broncos turn into valuable gold. And then this next one, I think, might be a little interesting to keep an eye on in terms of added depth on the defensive backfield is Elijah Holder from Stanford. He's six foot one corner. And, you know, based on I got to go back and watch a little bit more film on him. But from what I have saw of him, you know, it, it's interesting to see how he didn't get drafted, at least even later. But he went undrafted. And I think at six foot one, you have some height there. He could turn into a developmental piece for the Broncos. Could be a special teams guy. So keep an eye on him on maybe becoming one of those special teams under the radar type players for the Broncos in 2019. It'll be eager to see what he does in rookie minicamp and OTAs, which we'll be there for that. We'll be talking all about it. But then, yeah, definitely the only defensive back move that the Broncos actually made in this year's NFL draft was Elijah Holder. So, you know, I wouldn't read too much into it. Doesn't mean anything for the future of Chris Harris Jr. You know, the Broncos going into the season right now with Chris Harris, with Bryce Callahan, Kareem Jackson, Isaac Yadam. Those are guys, Devontae Bosby. Those are all guys that are on roster right now. Chris Harris Jr., I expect that situation to unfold a little bit, and I expect him to be back with the Broncos. Josh Watson, another local guy from Colorado State, inside linebacker. You know, he's very, very athletic. He does have speed. He is 235 pounds, so he does have a little bit of speed, not as much of a load as guys like Joe Deneen or even Josie Jewell for that matter. So I don't know exactly what his role will be for the Broncos, but definitely with an invite to rookie minicamp, these guys are going to come in and, and maybe get absorbed by the coaching staff and you never know where they could plug him in and play him. Kelvin McKnight, another guy out of Samford College, and the Broncos drawn two guys out of Samford College's undrafted free agents, a five foot eight, one hundred eighty six pound speedster that could be an interesting pickup for them as well. Jalen Johnson, defensive lineman from Washington, you know, six foot three, two hundred eighty pounds, could be a guy that can move inside as a D tackle, could be a guy that moves out to defensive end. It's just the I don't know what the Broncos' plans are for these undrafted guys. More than likely, they're just going to plug them in. Austin Ford, a Wyoming guy, a local, close near. Colorado type guy, tight end, six foot four. They're going to bring him in as well for camp business. But then here's another one. Trinity Benson out of Eastern Central is a guy that I really want to keep an eye on as a possible return option for the Broncos in terms of his speed and his versatility. Now, one thing I like about him is he's definitely very, very quick. He is at burst speed and at six foot one, he could be a really good value for the Broncos as a punt returner. Now, the thing is, you got to come in, you got to impress special teams coach Tom McMahon. You got to maybe get an eye on there, especially, you know, guys like Deshaun Hamilton. But if the Broncos envision Deshaun Hamilton in a big, big role for their offense, they're going to need a guy to return. And that's one thing I thought the Broncos should have maybe added in free agency is adding a kick return element. That's one thing we haven't seen is you don't want to also put your major guys out there. I mean, Philip Lindsay would have been a great option as a punt returner, 
But the thing is, you can't risk getting him hurt on a special teams play because a lot of guys do get hurt on special teams as returners. And you don't want to put a guy that's in a big position to be a contributor to the success of your offense to be a guy that maybe takes those risks. So you, maybe you want to convert a guy and you want to just make him a singly a utility man. And Trinity Benson kind of fits the bill for maybe the Broncos converting him as a kick returner or a punt returner. So definitely got to keep an eye on some of these undrafted free agents. Who's going to be the next Chris Harris Jr.? Who's going to be the next Philip? Lindsay. We're going to keep our eye on all these guys and see which guys make it, which guys can make a big splash as well. But yeah, I'm going to give my sleeper alert. I'm going to give an offensive side of the ball, defensive sleeper alert for the Broncos in the year 2019. Which players do I believe could come in right away and obviously contribute? Now, this is going to be hard for the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball because there are some good players that they picked up, some value type guys. I really do believe, though, that Dalton Reisner is going to be the Broncos offensive impact player as a rookie from this rookie class in the year 2019. And I think Noah Fant's going to have a big role. But I'm eager to see how that kind of plays out and how they utilize the tight end and how if Joe Flacco can get the tight end involved as often as he has in his career. But I think the real key is on the offensive line. We talked about that as being the, one of the question marks in this Broncos team this offseason with all the moves. Matt Paradis going to Carolina and you, you know Ron Leary coming back from Achilles surgery. You lose some guys. You lost Billy Turner. Dalton Reisner could be a guy that makes a tremendous difference for this Broncos offensive line in terms of keeping them nasty alongside offensive line coach Mike Munchak. So he's my offensive rookie guy to kind of keep an eye on my sleeper. And then obviously I think it goes without saying, I think Justin Hollins is the guy to watch in my opinion. He could be the best pickup for the Broncos this year in the draft out of round five. I think for a round five talent, Justin Hollins is a guy that you're getting so much value from based on what he's done at the University of Oregon. Obviously some ties there with Coach Fangio and Jim Levitt. They used to coach together at Stanford, but here's the thing that I'm looking at with Justin Hollins. I want to see how he can learn inside linebacker, how quickly he can learn on the learning curve of the NFL game, if he can translate that, his athleticism, his versatility, his speed to be able to get sideline to sideline is going to be very, very pivotal in his development as a player, whether or not he can step on the field and be the guy the Broncos want as an eraser on the interior linebacking position because everyone says, oh, the Broncos can't cover anybody. Well, I think this is a guy that will be a surprise pickup. I've watched him at the University of Oregon. He's been a fun talent to watch and a really, really big steal in my opinion. He might be the steal of the draft defensively for later round picks is Justin Hollins. Keep an eye on that. Now, we want to hear from you tomorrow. Our Locked On Broncos thought of the day will be, who was your sleeper alert for the year 2019? But that'll do it here for today's episode of the Locked On Broncos podcast, Broncos Country. We had a great weekend. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and supporting the show as always. Don't forget, we do some features over there, CodyWorkNFL.com. If you haven't checked out the site yet, I highly encourage you to do so. And if you have a YouNow account, please go to my channel, CodyWorkNFL, and hit that subscribe button. You'll be notified anytime we do a video and we post it out there. We're going to make it very interactive. And we're going to go in-depth. And you guys can actually see me talking now on a microphone rather than just hearing my pretty voice. You guys actually get to put a face to the voice and, and hopefully it doesn't scare you away but anyways enough of that broncos country enjoy your monday good start of the week nuggets on tonight against the portland trailblazers at the can go out there and support von miller is going to be there courtside more than likely so guess what colorado sports stand up this is cody work from lockdown broncos we'll see you tomorrow